Welcome to Squishy Lean, where you can gain confidence to start improving immediately. I'm Amanda. And I'm Dominic. And we've created a safe space to set you up for success, no matter what industry you are in or where you are in the world. There are no hard corners here, no stupid questions, and no wrong answers. team today we're going to be talking all about the SIPOC. Now this is super interesting to me because it's not a tool I use quite often in the service industry. I usually use the IPO. So Dominic's going to uh, spend the, the episode convincing me of how awesome the SIPOC is and I have some big questions for him. So I'm excited to hear more. Dominic, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Good. And just to kind of push back a little bit, I don't know that SIPOCs are my favorite, but I will say that in my research before this episode, I was reminded maybe who this could really help. And I kind of want to bring that point up. Um, nice. And you mentioned that you like something called an IPO. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the beginning, we can both explain what those letters mean and Absolutely. just get a, a very high level intro to to those. So I'll start with SIPOC. Um, SIPOC is an acronym. This is really just a higher level process map that you can do in the beginning while you're defining a problem or just getting a team hundred percent up to speed on a process that you got, you were going to observe and it's an acronym. So S stands for suppliers. I stands for inputs. P stands for processes. Um, O stands for outputs and C stands for customers. And initially when I heard about this, it was a very short type of meeting. And in my mind, I was saying, what was the whole point of that? But I'll stop right there so that you can explain the naming convention behind IPOs and get everybody up to speed on what that is. Yeah. So the IPO is kind of like a simplified SIPOC, although it's slightly different in that outputs include um, process performance measures and outcomes. So it's a little bit different, but it stands for input process output. Uh, One of the questions that I got recently when I was teaching the SIPOC, though, was why isn't it called a POCUS? What is POCUS? focus is the order that you do the different sections of the SIPOC. So you start with the process, you go to the outputs, the supplier, or the customer. I'm sorry, the customer. So focus. Maybe it just didn't get, uh, the term (laughs) didn't get coined around like Halloween. Sounds like a hocus pocus thing. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's that's really interesting. And I like that you kind of brought that up. That shows also the the level of introduction that I had to it, meaning mm-hmm. maybe I went through it the complete wrong way. So I'm going to take that as a note and look into the, the POCUS order of operations. That makes sense. Order of operations. Yeah, we always want to start with the process because you know, obviously that kind of gives us some boundaries of when it starts and when it stops. Mm-hmm. And then we want to look at those outputs And we can't really look at outputs unless we know, uh, or we can't look at the inputs unless we know what it is that we're actually producing, right? But I'll I'll let you go ahead and jump in a little bit more into what is the SIPOC? When would we use it? uh, When have you used it recently, maybe? Yes. So um, like I said earlier, this is a higher level 
map of a process and all of the pieces that go into it and come out of it. And this is really used in the define phase. Um, whenever you're trying to scope a problem, if you have to get the whole rest of the group um, to have some sort of consensus around what you guys are going to be talking about. So this is interesting to me because there's a lot of emphasis on keeping it high level, not really going into the details of the process, just trying to show a 360 degree view of everything that's involved. And originally, whenever I first learned about this, this was in my very first job, but when I first learned about this, I was a little bit upset or like let down because mm -hmm. I thought that it could have been so much more in depth. I was expecting value stream map levels of um, specificity and everybody kept saying, this is just high level. This is just high level. This is just high level. And I think the revelation that I've had and why I really like the position that this holds right now, which I'm willing to debate about, is sometimes there may be people in the meeting that don't know the inputs and what it takes to go into a process or the outputs and the things that come out of that process. And I think that using the correct language, if you're in a SIPOC meeting and you're able to convey to the other uh, people within the room why that input or why that output to the process is important for you or why that supplier is a a really, really big supplier from your perspective, you have a chance to kind of level set mm -hmm. everybody's emotion and feeling so that everybody can step through it sympathetically. And that's why I think I've become a little bit more of a fan of what SIPOC can actually bring. It's still mm -hmm. going to stay high level. You're still going to have to do multiple process maps after that to find detail, make current state maps and future state maps. But if you have to really get everybody on the same page, what a great process to show this is what's important to me as far as what goes into it. This is what the process is that we're talking about. This mm -hmm. is what's important to me as far as what comes out of it. This is what's important to me as far as what goes into it. And here are the customers and the suppliers. So I really, really like that chance to level set. Because if you don't have that, sometimes it's a little bit chaotic um, as you move throughout a project. Yeah, and I think it's it's almost more of this is my perception of what's important, right? Because maybe not everybody has that picture. Everybody's kind of like the blind, blind man with the elephant where, you know, one person's like, you know, feeling the, the tusks and is having a very different experience than the person that's touching the, the tail, right? So um, I think that perception is really at the heart of the value of this exercise and kind of what you're getting at, which is getting the team at a point where we have common definitions, common understandings of our process. And if we're looking at this from like a Demaic perspective, this is something you do in your define phase early on when you're just trying to get the team aligned and have a common understanding of the process. And the thing that I'm always amazed at when you do these activities is that there are things that you inherently think everybody's aligned on that suddenly become a debate or a conversation that you're like, where did this come from? Who knew that we had such different perspectives on sometimes something so simple? Isn't that the point of going to Gemba then in, in this digital aspect or in this like process mapping aspect? And I think that's the, you have to go and see and hear from others mm -hmm. and never assume until you really have an idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm.
And, and that's why you need to make sure you're involving the right people. But this can also help you identify those places where you need to go visit Gemba that you may not have even realized were a part of this process or as important a part of this process. Yes, very well said. So now can you enlighten us on what IPO means and yeah, how similar IPO it is? is input process output. So whereas with, um, with SIPOC, we're looking at the output in terms of like the product that you're creating. You're looking at something more tangible. And maybe you'll say, that's not right. I don't know. Do you agree with that? Um, that you're looking at that product or service that comes out of each process, that that the output is? Yeah. Okay. Whenever, whenever and, applicable. Yeah. And then you have the customer. And then on the other side, you have your inputs and you look at the supplier. In the service industry, your supplier is often internal. It might be something like, um, you know, the Salesforce IT team. It might be something that's less tangible, like, um, like finance. <laughs> you know, like a lot of times going back to the supplier doesn't necessarily help us to have better conversations. And the customer, sometimes it's internal or external, but it's often very, um, it's not necessarily something that we need to spell out, in my opinion, the customer. We have that conversation about it and about what value is. Um, but in the outputs, the difference is that we're looking at measures. We're looking at measures that tell us whether or not this process is performing effectively and what some of those outcomes might be. Right. So we sit with the team after we look at the process. When does the process start? When does the process stop? We take a minute to talk about what is that product or service that we're delivering and what is the transformation we're making to that product or service? So if we think of a call center uh, and we're doing a project to uh, reduce the number of calls or or reduce the amount of time it takes to answer calls, um, if we look at that that process, the the value to the customer is the answer to their question, right? So it might be as simple as as calling the the process, answering account queries. Yeah. Right, and then we look at that starts when the person uh, first rings us, and it ends when we hang up the phone. Right, and then we look at our outputs, and we say, how is this process performing? How do I know that it's uh, quality delivery? You know, we use those same QDCS, cost, safety, security, time, uh, just as things to brainstorm. And so, one of the things that we know that we care about is cycle time. So, minutes on the phone might be something that we look at. But now we need to talk about, is that minutes that the person is handling the call or is that the minutes the person is waiting to be yeah. answered, right? Yeah. And so we kind of go through those and we look at maybe, I don't know, five to 10 different examples of measures that tell us how our process is performing. And then we go to inputs. We identify one of those process measures that we're gonna focus on. We go to inputs, usually use the six M's as the memory jogger for me. And we go in and we say, okay, which input or what are the inputs that cause that output to go up or down? So if it's minutes that the, the client is on the phone, then what are the things that cause that to go up or down? And so I think it's it's quite different from the SIPOC in that it's not as rigid, I would say. It allows for a lot more um, uh, flexibility, but also kind of, I would say, outside of the box thinking 
because we're not kind of stuck to that template. Correct. I agree with you, but it feels, it feels a little bit closer to what I've been experiencing in value stream mapping. So maybe Mm. is that touching too much into a value stream map in your opinion? I don't think so because to me, when I do the IPO, the awesome thing to me is now I have all these outputs for my measure phase that I can go out and get data data on. I have a high level process map essentially for the process because I know the start and stop. So we can take that and start to build a process map. And then I have all these inputs that set me up for my analyze phase. Now, if I want to take any of that and put it onto a value stream map, that's great. But we're talking about here like a 20 minute conversation. We're not talking about doing like a three hour value stream map. But now maybe you're prepped as the facilitator to go get that information that would be awesome for a value stream activity. Yeah, and I've actually been on the other side of that where when you're looking to do pre-work for value st- or for a for a Kaizen and you know that you're going to have to make a current state map, sometimes it's tough to feel like you have to do this entire big swoop onto the floor or in your mm-hmm. in your Gemba to get all of this data. You've convinced me a yeah. little bit in two scenarios that IPOs are better than SIPOX um, because of their flexibility, like you said. And I also like how this is actually forcing you to look for data where data exists mm. earlier. So that's it a, that's a really good point. data that exists. So that's the really? other thing is this might be data that you want that doesn't exist. Now, when you decide which is going to be your focus area, you need to make sure that you choose something that you can go get some data on. But it might be data that like now you're just talking about that this would be good data to get. And now you're thinking about how could in the future we get that data. Yeah. And it might be more than just you, depending on who was in that meeting. Now they could also be thinking that too. That's a really, really good point. So now like, let me officially take the step over to the side of of IPOs. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I do have a question (laughs) about Cypox. Sorry, hopefully I didn't talk over you, but Cypox. So the thing that people get caught up on and that I, I don't know if I have the best answers for is does it need to be a one-to-one relationship? Like when you're looking at the process steps, does that output need to align with each process step? Like does each process step need one output and one customer? The IPO, it's kind of a flexible list. There's not all yeah. the connection in the same way, which is probably a bit of a negative. But I wonder with the SIPOC, how do you see that? I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good answer for that. And maybe I'm going off of what you said. Um, I can look into that and we can try to put it somewhere in a show note or something like that. But um, I don't know if it's supposed to be a one to one, but it does feel a little bit Mm -hmm. more rigid as if it should be. And sometimes Mm -hmm. processes aren't laid out like that, which now is making the the scope of what you could use a SIPOC for even smaller. So as far as the bang for your buck, I might be picking the IPO instead of the instead of the side <laughs> I, part. I think it super depends on like if I was in a manufacturing environment, I could really see where the SIPOC helped because there's probably no point in going into that level of detail with the outputs or the inputs or having kind of that I don't know if it's ambiguity, but just having that like 
list versus having it be like a very clear relationship. So I think on the side pocket would actually be in the manufacturing industry. I could definitely see where it would help to have very clear black and white relationships because they are very clear black and white connections. And maybe I'm wrong. You hope so. I don't know. Like it depends. You hope I, so. Okay. I hope so because it might not the the nature of what you're manufacturing or maybe some type of connection with the suppliers or some sort of output. I don't know. I think it, it just depends on the product that you're producing. So um, if I want to practice an IPO, so the, mm -hmm. the SIPOC is a little bit more self-explanatory where you have to write down those pieces of the acronym in the POCUS order that you had commented on in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Hocus Pocus. Um, if I want to practice an IPO, could you think of a way for me to kind of test right like in everyday life that i could just do a quick ipo go mm -hmm. get some data something like that what's your opinion on that yeah for sure so um you know in classes sometimes i'll talk to people about like what are you most frustrated with one time i waited a long time at the dmv two or three hours so when we when we did the activity in class we did it on the dmv um the biggest thing i think if you're practicing on your own at home or without a team is to maybe identify something that you're frustrated with or that you have like direct knowledge of. So like me at the DMV, I have some idea of what's happening. Uh, or at a restaurant, a restaurant's a really good one that's super easy to do. And just, you know, take think about that process, but think about it from the perspective of the business. So shift a little bit to say like, if you were the business and you wanted to address this issue that the customer had, how would you look at that? What would be the process that you focused on? And I can give you two, or we we can link here too. I do have a video on the SIPOC and the IPO. If you want to see those visuals of walking through those steps, I do think on the SIPOC though, that I do make it a list and not have that one-to-one -one relationship, which I don't know, you know, I don't know how, how, uh, how supported that is from a traditional perspective. No one's, um, I'm not going to slap you on the wrist for it. It's fine. <laughs> but because I don't I know, think I don't know. There's value in trying both. Yeah, yeah. You know, do, do both and see what works for you. So, I mean, I think a restaurant's a super simple example to do, but you could do it on washing dishes. And the thing is, like, when you look at the process, you're really talking about the process. You're not talking about the problem. And when you're looking at those outputs, you're starting to ask the question of, in this project or in this activity, what am I most focused on? So. Is it, you know, getting in and out of the restaurant as quickly as possible? Is it getting the best food? Is it getting the best pictures of my food? Um, you know, I, I think, too, one thing that we haven't mentioned, which to me is like the IPO SIPOC. Like, I, I think maybe there's IPO and then SIPOC's a little more. And then above that, do you know what's above that? No. Is the turtle diagram. So that adds even more information than what you have on your side pocket. I've so never depending. heard of the turtle diagram. I'm going to have to look into that. Are you messing with me? No, no, no I'm, it's a real no, I'm just thing. I'm messing with you. I haven't heard of it and I would like to look into that. Very interesting. Yeah, the turtle diagram. Other than the SIPOC and the IPO and now the turtle diagram, mm -hmm. um what do you think the listeners should gear up for to hear about next when it comes to process mapping? What's the next thing after they accomplish this yeah. higher level step? 
Because I think we can make this the SIPOC and the IPO together. So if this is like your first activity to say like, okay, let's get a general idea, then I think the next thing would be creating a more detailed process map. Okay. So that's what we can so talk about. Running, maybe running a process mapping activity. Cause like you were talking about facilitation. Yeah. So maybe like facilitating a process mapping activity. I like that. And that'll yeah. be something for everybody else to to look forward to in the next one. I like that. That sounds great. I'll and that's kind of going in the cadence. Yeah, I'll, I'll run with that. And that'll just let us go within the cadence of starting off on what is a process map. Here are the two types of high-level versions. And then let's go into digging in one level deeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Amanda. So, Dominic, uh, how do we kind of wrap this up? We should all go out and find the fun of being within a process. And let's just see if we can make things a little bit better. Mm -hmm.